Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Heads Up Hockey Podcast. This is your host, Jersey Joe, and we just had a interesting first day of the draft yesterday, and as I'm recording now, it is day two with 57 minutes to go, um, where rounds two through seven will occur. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, we're probably sleeping under a rock. Uh, Owen Power, yes, went first overall. Uh, the Seattle Kraken made one of the slightly tougher decisions in uh, getting a player in Matthew Beneers. I actually had him going to Seattle because Ron Francis, who usually picks defensemen in his drafts um, in the first round, you know, Beneers to me is like an American version of Pavel Datsyuk. Uh, with the way he's just consistently playing with and without the puck and gaining possession and whatnot and dictating the pace of game and being a goal scorer and grinder, 200-foot you know, center winger, I find it to be a really good uh, problem to have for uh, the Seattle Kraken. So a lot of Seattle fans can um, rest comfortably with that pick. I really liked him when he was playing for Team USA. Um, bit of USA hockey bias, just to give a little disclaimer. Uh, pick three, I didn't see Mason McTavish going to the Anaheim Ducks that early. I really didn't think that was going to be uh, an ideal situation, that idea, but it is what it is. But his time spent in Switzerland uh, really helped him gain the best before he played in the uh, Canadian team for the under-18s. And he was able to play against men in uh, the second uh, Swiss League. So that was the NLB, technically. So um, now we get to the fourth overall pick. Um, As you all know, I'm a Devils fan. I write about the Devils uh, for Overtime Heroics Hockey and uh, the Devils Army Network better known as the Devil's Army blog, for those of you following. Um, I've been consistently high on Luke Hughes, and for me, it's not just uh, the bloodlines. It's the compete, the drive, the ability to you know, make people around you better. Uh, I absolutely can't believe you know, how real it is to have a guy who can be not only an offensive defenseman, but a eventually a two-way defenseman with a kid who's a year younger than Owen Power. You have a year more of development on a guy like that. And it just goes to show you that Luke has that dynamic of all the other Hughes brothers where he's six foot two minus Jack being a little shorter by a couple inches. Uh, Quinn, you know, being the really slick skater of the family um, as a defenseman. But I really like where Luke already is. He reminds me a ton of his brother Quinn. But he, meaning Luke, he reminds me a lot of Miro Heiskanen um, when it comes to skating with, you know, agility and, like, that slick mobile game. And... A buddy of mine who usually comes on here, um, and Jake Wakely, he said 
he reminds me a bit like Scott Niedermeyer with the skating. And I said, you know what? When you have a kid like that, that early available in the draft, you have to take him. He's just that good. I mean, his merit is pretty solid. And it's hard to uh, choose someone else. And I really think they made a really great choice. I mean, I'm giving the Devils an A-plus on that. Um, I give Buffalo an A on that. I give Seattle an A-plus for getting Beneers. Uh, McTavish, I give a B-minus. I'm going to be fair. I mean, down the road, these grades could uh, change um, given the fact where the players develop and where they go in their careers next Two to ten years from now, you'll probably be hearing me say, or blogging, whatever you catch me on. You're going to hear me say that. But Tom Fitzgerald did a really good job avoiding any crazy trades that would likely inquire about, like a Rasmus Ristolainen, where Philly absolutely overpaid, and they'll pay for it in the long term. And... I'm not saying that to be a downer on the Flyers. It's just that, I mean, now, for those of you who don't know, I use Evolving Hockey, um, really excellent hockey analytics. Uh, I'm going to try and explain this best to uh, you, the listeners, uh, because it is all factually based uh, by this site. Um, I... Basically told you it's evolving hockey. And, um, Rasmus Ristolainen, his even time on ice numbers are just atrocious. Like, in order to be productive and help creating offense, he is lagging with the goals force per 60 and expected goals force per 60. So his productivity is below uh, a 1% a minus one on the Z score and it's and his goals for us per 60 are below a one a, mi- a minus one technically and his Corsi force per 60 so that's basically just really atrocious like just below minus two is just bad it's not acceptable um the Flyers are going to have a lot to do with Ristolainen and trying to turn him around and I think the Flyers will miss uh, Haig in their lineup and they'll miss Gossa Spare um, but really like the whole first round like the Rangers took Brendan Othman at that pick I understand he's a, a goal scorer and an agitator but I still think they could have gone for like a Samu Tuomala or they could have gone with a Jesper Volstead because there were rumors mentioned that Georgiev was being uh, shopped around. And you have Georgiev and you have Shesterkin all in that same uh, goalie tandem. And if you're going to move away with one of them, at least draft a goalie. And that's what I think that they should have done. Meanwhile, you had Sebastian Kosa and 
Jesper Wallstedt went after, and I have to applaud those teams for taking them. Um, I really like what Nashville did with that player in Fedor Svechkov. He's a checking forward. He can absolutely pop offensively, and I think he's going to be more like a more potent Vasily Podkolzin with that power forward checking player who can absolutely be a dynamite guy down the road and work from the the mid six top two uh, pairing on a on a team. Now, I just think over time that certain players will do better than where they were originally projected. And for those of you who are listening, uh, yes, we're still in a pandemic um, with COVID-19. You know, teams had to scramble using a bit of older information from past couple of uh, years. So it's like they had books on some guys and they did what they could. Um, for me, like I was surprised with some of these picks um, not exactly um, what you'd normally see in a normal year, but I I just can't believe this. The what was it called the Seth Jones trade? And pretty much, you know, the Blackhawks gave up on a really good defensive prospect and Adam Bokvist, who's uh, Jesper Bokvist's uh, brother, and. You know, Adam Bokvist, I see, is going to be a wonderful player. And Columbus is going to expedite that rebuild uh, in the next couple seasons. And as long as everything goes the way it should be, they should be in good hands. Um, I would like to see Columbus getting another goalie in the draft. It's likely going to be an Alexei Kolosov or uh, with the Finnish mindset from... uh, Jarmo Kekalainen, it's likely going to be Aku Koskenvuo, who's the fourth best goaltender uh, in all of Europe. And so I can see that bias beginning, and I wouldn't be at all surprised to see that. Um, Adam Larson, uh, not Adam Larson, yeah, Larson was just uh, picked up by the Seattle Kraken and Ekman Larson, Oliver Ekman Larson was traded to the Vancouver Canucks yesterday. So that included, um, a couple of heavy contracts. So Arizona gave up Oliver Ekman Larson and Connor Garland, uh, to the Vancouver Canucks, uh, via the Arizona Coyotes. For the ninth overall pick in the NHL draft um, in 2021 yesterday. And Louis Erickson, Jay Beagle, and Antoine Roussel were um, moved to Arizona. So basically, I have to say that this was a really big move for a team like Vancouver. And Vancouver is going to be really competitive the next several seasons, um, especially with Erickson, not Erickson. I mean, I'm a little tongue twisted now. I mean, Connor Garland is going to be providing more offense. 
Oliver Ekman Lars is going to be playing uh, defense with them and is going to help bolster that team in Vancouver along with uh, trying to be the big dog over Seattle and Winnipeg. So basically all the uh, divisions are being realigned. And so this is going to help make a more competitive uh, Western Conference. Now, it as per NHL headlines, Sabres are fielding calls for Jack Eichel, GM says. So anything can happen. Um, so far, if something breaks, I'll add something in another podcast. And um, for those you don't know, um, I like the odds and odds making. Um, if you don't want to bet with real money and you're in the States, you can sign up under this wonderful uh, sports app called Vigit. Uh, Vigit Technologies is pretty amazing. So if you ever sign up, use the promo code HUH2021. Uh, I suggest you use that, you know, to not only support the show, but also um, enjoy a little fun, guilt-free sports wagering. Um, It's just a really cool way to have fun on the app. And I actually use it for mostly hockey. Um, Now I'm just trying to do the baseball stuff just to wait for the hockey to come back in October and I'm excited because now the Devils and the NHL are coming back um, and they are going to be on ESPN, ESPN2, Hulu, ABC. I mean, the coverage should be a lot better um, once we get towards the regular season and the playoffs. Um, Turner Sports, of course, I grew up with Turner Sports, uh, as I told you on another podcast. Not gonna have to hashtag that whole lot. Um, so Taylor Hall, former New Jersey Devil, uh, signed an extension to stay with the Bruins for twenty four million bucks. Uh, that's over a four year period. So that's uh, six million dollars per season on annual average. So he says. I mean, it is uh, Don Sweeney says he arrived in Boston with not as much uh, confidence as he had in previous uh, stops despite being such an accomplished player. And I think now he's really wanted to put his feet down, settle some roots with he and his fiance to really take it as far as he possibly can. He's motivated. He knows the team and what we're trying to accomplish, and he wanted to be part of that. I think that's important, too, to send a message to all our young players as well as our incumbent players that they represent the core of the Boston Bruins and Taylor Hall and the special qualities he has wanting to be part of that core was important, and so we're excited to have him back. Um yeah, I mean, Taylor Hall wanted out of Buffalo last year, and he just wasn't happy. I I just knew, like, he, when he wasn't happy in New Jersey, I saw it in his body language and in his interviews. He just, he looked like, I don't know, someone from Green Mile or something like that. And 
I really liked him when he was playing in New Jersey, but over time, as contract talks, you know, didn't occur, and it just didn't seem like, you know, he and Ray Shearer at the time just didn't want to, you know, do any business together. So, to go over the full selection of the first round, I mean, what was it? Just trying to double check. So, one of the big players that I thought uh, Columbus did an amazing job on was getting Kent Johnson. He's a Michigan... Uh, university forward, he's going to be playing not only with Owen Power again, but he's going to be playing with uh, Luke Hughes, and Luke Hughes will be coming in very soon, and that's going to be a really stacked uh, University of Michigan team that's going to very likely contend against UMass Amherst for the national title. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, Just, you know, I had on Trey Matthews, a few episodes ago. Um, I'm going to have to talk to him again because he does a lot of the college hockey stuff and, you know, we're going to have to collaborate on that. He did a collaborative with a friend of ours and Neil Villapiano uh, recently on another podcast. So I have to talk to him on that. Um, Another player that I thought the Devils should have taken if Luke Hughes wasn't available was Simon Edvinson. Um, he's from Frolunda. Uh, Frolunda uh, is the hockey club that has done really well over the years, like uh, Lucas Raymond, and you have Rasmus Dahlin, if I remember correctly. Um, then you just look at the way he's built. He's it says six foot four, but on Elite Prospects it says six foot five, and I just think a kid that tall already at age 18 is going to keep growing. And then you have San Jose getting William Eklund. I really like this pick for them because William Eklund, to me, if Timo Meyer does get traded, at least they'll have a replacement for him. And he did play with Alexander Holtz and Jurgarden in Sweden. So... It makes sense for them to use him. Um, Brant Clark, that's a steal right there for uh, the LA Kings. LA Kings needed another defenseman. Um, They were lucky uh, last year to get uh, Quinton Byfield. And this adds that right uh, defenseman who will eventually succeed uh, Drew Doughty and you know I'm not saying Drew Doughty because you know two-time Stanley Cup champ I'm saying because you have a kid who's got really good upside being an offensive defenseman and coming up the ranks uh, but the skating is going to be worked on a little bit more a little bit choppy uh, with the the way he has his knees bent a little bit differently. So I think that's going to be something that's teachable. Uh, Dylan Gunther, 
is going to be a really good pick for Edmonton, and they're going to need that right shot uh, winger who can absolutely bring that heavy hockey game but also be a sniper. He's just one of those guys that is a dandy to watch. Um, Tyler Boucher, to me, was like the big left field, out of nowhere type pick. I know some Devils fans will say, uh, what about that other kid, that that Chase Stillman kid? I say, you know, some teams have different criteria on players that they're going to uh, select. But I think you look at Boucher, the bloodlines kind of tell you that, you know, he's got that compete like his dad, but he's got that really good uh, high hockey uh, the big heads up play he's got with the high danger scoring physical player uh, team USA has been developing a lot of kids through the national development program um, to me it's still a big reach but um, I think Matthew Coronado is a really solid pick at 13 I thought he would have gone to like 17 to like St. Louis but St. Louis opted to go with Zachary Bolduc who can win face-offs and be a really good uh, above-average forward. But I think he's going to be able to play well in Ramuski, and he's been pretty solid as a forward, as Sam Constantino uh, talked about. Um, Buffalo, with that trade from um, Philly, they got Isaac Rosen at 14, and... The kid from Lexand in Sweden is 5'11", 156 pounds. Uh, he's playing in a really good league for the SHL. And I can't fault them with taking him because he's one of those top quality forwards that I actually had an eye on. And being more of a playmaker and a difference maker. So maybe down the line he can um, bolster the right side as a right wing. Another uh, USA development player in Chaz Lucius is a big shooter, very competitive player, six foot one, one eighty five, in the under eighteens. So this is pretty much like if I'm looking at this correctly, Michigan had a really good first round. The U.S. under-18 and the development team had a really good uh, draft in the first round. And Canada had a really good draft, too, in the first round. So this was a pretty well-balanced draft, but not exactly the best for Russia. But still pretty good mix for this draft class. Um, I liked Wallstead going to uh, Minnesota, and I think he's going to do very well there in that system, and he's going to be an absolute gem for them um, because Darcy Kemper's not going to be around for a lot longer, and having him is a more technically sound version of Yaroslav Askarov, and who knows if Jesper Wallstead becomes you know, like a Henrik Lundqvist or maybe better. But I think the future is only going to tell you what they will find. 
Um, Fabian Liesel went to the Bruins, and he has a bit of um, character issues, but I think the work ethic and all that other good stuff with his skill and his traits as a playmaker will eventually outweigh that. Um, but I could be wrong. Um, Zachary LaRue uh, goes to uh, the Nashville Predators, and the Predators get a big, heavy, power forward uh, left wing in Zachary LaRue. And LaRue played in the QMJHL. He's, he's got a bit of the Brad Marsh on light, as uh, Sam Constantino said. I think of uh, LaRue as a guy who can play that heavy hockey, uh, not only during the regular season, but also be an agitator in the playoffs, too, and gaining that edge in the playoffs. Um, then you look at Colorado, they got Oscar Olauson who I thought the Devils would have gotten if still if he was still on the board. However, Olauson is a really good shooter, and he's a really good skater. Um, I just think at that spot at 28, he did a really good job um, getting picked by Joe Sackick. But Chase Stillman is a hardworking uh, mid-six uh, winger, uh, he's got really good hands. To me, he's a better version of Mike McLeod already. So I like the way he has his intangibles. Uh, played for Hockey Canada. Um, he's just one of those guys who did pretty well for Sudbury. And I really would like to see you know Stillman get a couple more years. Uh, between Sudbury and the AHL and eventually make the Devils overtime. So I'm not going to rush my hopes on, you know, getting anyone else um, pushed out of their development phase because developing players right is the right way to assemble a team and letting the the previous players come through. And maybe if someone's not ready, you can trade one or two people to improve the team near term. So um, with that being said, um, I'm very excited about um, what the offseason is going to look like. The Devils already got Ryan Graves. The Seattle Kraken took Nathan Bastion. Uh, I will tell you this. Um, anyone can replace Nathan Bastion. There's uh, no offense to Nathan. It's just that, you know... He does, you know, a lot of hitting, big body guy. You could replace him with like a Fabian Zetterlund or just about anyone in the pipeline for that matter. I really think the Devils are in really good shape in, you know, building around their core. And the team that they have um, with Jack Hughes, Nico, um, McLeod, Yeager Sharangovich, just some guys to throw around. I think the Devils will eventually come around and add more pieces because they have to, A, get to the, the, the salary cap floor, and they can also extend Jack Hughes um, while he, even he's on his entry-level deal. We've seen it with Nico Heischer when, um, when former GM Ray Shearer extended him, so I can see that. 
especially now that Luke is a devil. And would it be surprised if Luke does come to the NHL level? It's possible. I mean, we saw Jack do it, but Jack's a forward. And defensemen usually take two to four years. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened, but I really think um, realistically Luke takes another two years uh, going into Michigan and Michigan University, the Wolverines, help him benefit into being an excellent defenseman. And the Devils benefit from that pick. And um, someone else just sent me a message. All right. I do have to agree that Luke is going to be a better defender than Quinn. No no doubt about it. Um, but other than that, I mean, that was Matt Junio just messaging me that. Oh, and uh, by the way, Dan Rosen of the NHL um, just tweeted, Kale McCarr signs a six-year contract with the Avalanche. Financial terms were not disclosed by the team. So... Dan Rosen of the NHL just mentioned that. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Devils gave, like I said, Jack Hughes an extension because, you know, you want to stabilize your core and you want to build a team around those players. And um, when you add a guy like a Ryan Graves, it builds your defense to be more stable and you want to keep adding those prospects and those external players too to complement those other play uh players in your lineup uh every other night you want to have players that are better options to give another guy a day off and give Lindy Ruff better ammunition to play and I think it's very likely that um you see a Will Butcher get moved and if someone wants to take on PK Subban with the doubles taking on 50% of the contract um I think the Devils would do better without him, but who knows what happens. Um, there's going to be a lot of silly stuff going on with GMs making moves. So um, thank you for listening and have a great day. And we will eventually get to uh, the rounds two through seven later on, either today or tomorrow, depending on how today goes. So thank you, everyone. Let's go Devils. And let's go hockey. You can find this podcast on anchor.fm, Spotify, SoundCloud, you name it. Anchor.fm has it. And thank you. And share, like, and subscribe. Spotify has the little bell icon. Hit the bell when you want to listen in. And be sure to enjoy this wonderful day and happy hockey, miss. It's, uh, It's a great draft day, so thank you, everyone.